This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. And we're going to read verse number 20 in your hearing. I'm going to tell y'all. The Lord has been speaking to me in this sabbatical, and I'm telling you, I'm more clear now than I've ever been before in my life. Amen. The Lord has given me vision and insight and foresight concerning what is to come and what's going to happen and what's uh, coming to pass, particularly here at Crown Ministries. And those of you that's online, uh, on Facebook or YouTube, I want you to know that this is a vibrant and exciting ministry. A place where everybody is somebody, but God is all, and you need to be a part of what God is doing here at our ministries. Amen. One verse of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 20, just one verse, and it reads thusly, for all the promises of God in him are yea, (laughs) and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Again, verse 20. For all the promises. Somebody say all the promise. Type type there in the comments all the promises. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him amen unto us for the glory of God for the glory of God. It's all for the glory of God. Today, uh, this morning, this Sunday morning, I want to talk to you from a message simply entitled, When Yes Meets Amen. When Yes Meets Amen. Come on, somebody type in the comments, shouting out, When Yes Meets Amen. I want to talk to you. When Yes Meets Amen. When His Yes meets my amen. Something is going to happen. Let's pray. Lord, bless this witness. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be, Lord, acceptable. Oh God, in thy sight, you are my God, my strength, and my redeemer. It is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Every heart say amen. Amen. Listen. Uh, Believers, brothers and sisters, this book here of 2 Corinthians is actually uh, a letter that is written by Apostle Paul. Uh, Though we have chronically uh, denoted as the second letter, it is actually the third letter. Because the first letter that Paul was wrote somehow or another was misplaced in transition from one of his adjutants, if you would, or one of his administrators was delivering the letter and got caught, uh, and the letter did not make it and arrive to the church at Corinth. And so then the second letter that he wrote is what we call 1 Corinthians, and uh, the third letter that he wrote is what we call 2 Corinthians. Are you following me? When he got this letter to them, he wanted to write them particularly concerning the things that was going on in this early, vibrant, exciting church. This church that is anointed, this church that is used of God, this church that is flowing with the gifts of the Spirit and tongues are being spoken 
spoken and Holy Spirit is moving throughout this church. This is a growing church, but it is in a place called Corinth where they are accustomed to the theater. Uh, they are accustomed to acting, if you would. Uh, they are accustomed to great speakers like Apollos who can project his voice so that the person in the back row could hear him without ever using a microphone. Uh, it is that kind of artistry that Corinth, the church of Corinth is accustomed to and so whoever comes to them has to come to them with great entertainment, if you would. Uh, they gotta have something going on if you were boring or monotone and there was not lights, camera, or action to Corinth, uh, they thought you didn't have it for real. But they were accustomed to this type of display of ministry. It reminds me of today's church. Lord, help me. Uh, God, that we, we, as we are accustomed to entertainment and we often confuse it as a move of God. Can I suggest to you very humbly that uh, the church at Corinth reminds me of churches in New York. Uh oh Because New York is a place that is accustomed to Broadway. Lights, camera, action. They're accustomed to entertainment. We are the Big Apple. You understand? The city that never sleeps. They even got a slogan for us. If you can make it here, <laughs> you can make it anywhere. Uh, New York, New York. So nice they named it twice. You understand? New York. Uh, and Corinth reminds me of that because uh, we often see churches now, without indicting the church, we often see churches here on this eastern coast in New York that if you didn't have magic tricks up your sleeve, and if you were not doing some hocus pocus, if you were not doing backflips, somersaults, and pulling rabbits out of hats, that folks would sit in the church with their arms folded like you ain't done nothing. They can't stand the solid teaching and grounding of the word. They needed to be entertained in order to believe that it was God. Which suggests to me, could some of this stuff that we see going on not be God at all? Uh, just a scratching of our entertaining itch that we had here in New York. Y'all come go ahead, pray with me. I'll, I'll be back after a while. But when you see and understand that Corinth was uh, that kind of church, Paul the Apostle, who wrote more than half of the New Testament, was this now new and growing, watch this, personality. He was the apostle who started the church. His fame is growing up. He is a, uh, if I could say it like this, church celebrity because of his philosophical approach to scripture and his new methodologies of teaching the faith in Jesus Christ. They like this guy and they like him a whole lot. Uh, and through his missionary journeys, what occurred at this point, let me peruse through this, is that uh, he had plans to go to Macedonia on one of his journeys. But uh, on his way to Macedonia, he had plans to stop at Corinth and spend some days with them in teaching and have service, and then go to Macedonia. And then when he left Macedonia, he had plans to stop back at Corinth 
and uh, spend some more days with them and then go on his merry way. But something happened. Mm. They planned and prepared. They got his hotel room booked this ticket, you see. Oh, God. They had adjutants prepared and to serve him. They had water and juice and a green room prepared to receive him. But something occurred in Paul's journey to Macedonia as they supposedly stopped him at Corinth. He didn't make it. Yeah, he didn't make the trip. He didn't make the trip. Paul got into a jam and he could not make the trip. And now the church at Corinth is disappointed in him because he was supposed to come but something happened and there was a change of plans that he could not keep his word. Lord help us. So they're upset at Paul and now want to know What's going on? What's up with that? How is it that uh, you didn't come to meet us? And so here it is. He writes this letter to them, uh, starting really at the 15th verse. Um, and uh, he begins to write this, these words. He says, in the confidence I was minded to come unto you before, that you might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of to be brought on my way towards Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use likeness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, or nay, nay? But as God is true, our word towards you was not yea or nay, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me, uh, and Timothy and Salvatus, was not yea or nay, but in him it was yea. What is Paul saying to them? He's saying to them, I had all plans to come. I had all intentions of being there, uh, but God changed the plans. I want to talk today to some people that had all intentions and plans to do this or to do that, but God changed the plans. Can I talk to somebody who experienced God changing your plans? You had all intentions of going here and going there, but God changed your plans. Have you ever got mad at God because he changed the plans? I ain't got no quarantine church in here. Oh God. You had all intentions of going left, but God threw a monkey wrench in your plans and went right. Somebody holler, he changed the plans. I told God he was going up, but God busted a move and went down. Somebody holler at me and say he changed the plans. What do you do when you fasted and prayed? You cried and you asked God, but somehow or another, God flips it and twists it and turns it upside down and changes the plan. What do you do? God, what do you do when the plans change? And I've discovered that when God changes the plans, he does not consult humanity or ask for permission in order to do so. Did God change plans without asking your permission? Did God change your plans without consulting you? Wait a minute, did he control your life and didn't even include you in the movie process? He'll change the plan and not even talk to you. He'll change the plan and not even include you on the decision-making process. He changed the plan 
watch this. They prepared for him to do something that he didn't come through for. And this is what I believe. We are much like the same people of God. We had plans for God to do something. We prepared for God to do it. And we done told everybody that God was going to do it. And he did something else. Let me, let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. And let me see if I can get about 17 amens. I planned for him to show up. But God never showed up. Oh, God, when he told her that she was going to have 
have a baby? She laughed at God. Uh, she even suggested to God that maybe my husband can sleep with my handmaid in Hagar. And that's the way God gonna give me a child. Abraham slept with Hagar and Ishmael was born. But Ishmael was not the promise. Isaac was the promise. And there's sometimes in our lives we're fighting with disappointment while the promise is still on its way. I don't know about y'all, but there are times when I'm crying tears out of my eyes and I don't understand why I gotta go through what I go through. But right there in the middle of the disappointment is the promise of God waiting to come to pass. And I'm here to remind somebody that even though you've been disappointing in the last time, oh God, the promise is still on its way. Who am I preaching to today? I need somebody to tag in the comments. The promise is still coming. The promise is still I don't know what you're doing and I don't know what you believe in God for, but the promise is still coming. The promise is on its way. The promise hasn't hit your life, but we get disappointed. Watch this, because that which we hope for, we then discover wasn't in the promise. Oh, and so we've got to figure out how to shape disappointment with what we were expecting is not included in the promise. But watch this. Everything that God is going to do is based upon what he said he would do. I don't know if you can catch it. I said everything that God is going to do is only based upon what he said he would do. Because God is only obligated to, to satisfy his own word. And many of us gotta admit that some things in our lives we have hoped for, prayed for, and even believed him for that it was not necessarily the promise of God. It was an ambition. It was an aspiration. Or can I go further? It was a false prophecy from a wannabe prophet. Some things that I expected there's some things that I wanted to happen, but it didn't come to pass because it wasn't written in the promise. Maybe it wasn't time for it. Maybe it wasn't the season for it. But for whatever reason, that's not necessarily the promise. I'm giving the close, y'all, but I told the Lord. I said, Lord, when I'm praying something and asking you to do something, and you don't do it the way I want you to do it. I said, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through with my plans. Or y'all won't be real today. And I tell God, I said, God, I got a plan B in my back pocket. I got a plan C in my front pocket. And if you don't come through for me, I'm going to do something and make a decision myself. And God, I said, God, if you don't want it to come to pass that way, what I need you to do is I need you to bust up my plans. And flip it and shift it, and when you do it, I promise I won't get mad at it because the promise of God is better than my plans. But I need somebody today to confess that His promises are better than my plans. You gotta submit your plans to God and believe that His promise is so much better. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither 
the son of man that he should repent. There's some lies that we believe. I know you don't want to admit it in the house. And online y'all won't say it's true. But there's some lies that we believe. We believe our own lies. Some of y'all dreams have lied to you. Some of your aspirations have lied to you. Some of these wannabe prophets have lied to you. And you went away believing it. Like it was the promise of God. But I'm here to tell you that wasn't the promise. That's that one big enough. That one large enough. And sometimes God will disappoint you. Because the thing you're praying for is far too small compared to the thing he wants to bring you. I'm almost through y'all. I'm here to tell you he's only going to do what he said. He's going to do something. And he's going to fulfill his promise. As a matter of fact, I believe there's about 20 of us. That's the only reason we praise in God. It's because we got a promise waiting. We got a promise about to happen. And we believe in God for it to come to pass. There's about 20 of us in here that says any day now, oh God, the promise could come. Today could be my day. I ain't got no witness in here. I know God got a promise. High five your name in the church and say a promise is a promise. Write in the comments and say a promise is a promise. God's going to do what he said.
this hour. The promise flew out of heaven. Waiting for God, yes. But watch this. You can't receive it until you respond with amen. That's what Paul said. For the promises of God are yes in him. But amen for us. Which means the word amen is the word of agreement. We're saying, I agree with the promise. Earth agrees with heaven. So when God's promise meets your amen, it can come to pass. When God's yes meets your amen, then it can happen. What are you saying? I'm trying to say that all you gotta do is say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. When his yes meets my amen, bodies are healed. When his yes meets my amen, children are delivered. When his yes meets my amen, demons scattered. Get ready. If you believe it, if you receive it, 
my amen. Miracles happen when his yes to his promise meets my amen. I agree with what he said. You know why some people don't get their miracle? Because they really don't say amen. You believe everything else. You believe your hater. You believe a lie. You believe the devil. But you won't believe God's promise. He said, when you give me an amen, your amen give my promise a license to hit your life. Your agreed see, the challenge, watch this, Brother Justin, the challenge of the church right now is we're fighting to agree. Amen is our word of agreement. It means I am in total agreement with you with what you just said. God says to many of you, you don't even believe him. You haven't given him an amen. But there's a few of us in this room that says, I'm giving God my amen. I'm giving God an amen. No matter what it looks like, I know what the promises are. The promises are yes. The promise flew out of heaven. Search for me in the earth. When it found me, it hovered over me because it was the promises of God. And then when we say amen, we agree, it hits us. The promises are there. God says, I just need your aid. This is what Paul is teaching the church of Corinth. For all the promises of God in him are yea. And in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Which means he says yes to the promise, but we say amen. You ain't said amen yet. Jesus. You're wondering where your money is. You're wondering where your hope is. You're wondering where... Your deliverance lies. It's in your amen. Let me read it in another text. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. We give God amen so he's glorified by fulfilling the promise in our lives. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, there's a promise on its way to your house. There's a promise hovering over your life right now. All it needs is your agreement. Your amen. amen. Let the church say amen. When his yes meets my amen, miracles happen and they come to pass. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God of mercy and God of all grace, your promises are true. You cannot lie. It is impossible for you to lie. But God, now we come to you. We ask that you would cause your promises to fall on us, sit on us, saturate us, because today we give you our amen. We agree with you. We agree with heaven. We agree with your process and your plans, for you know the thoughts that you think towards us. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring us to a, a hope and an end. I thank you, Lord that your promises come to pass for somebody right now under the sound of my do it Lord do it like you said you would and we say amen we agree with that woman's healing we agree with that man's breakthrough we agree that that family is delivered and set free we agree that that person right now is out of debt 
and their financial problems are over. We agree. We say amen. Y'all need me to be saying amen. We say amen. We say amen to your promise. Not what a prophet said. Not what a man said. Not what a woman. Not what a government has said. But what you have said, we say amen. It is so, so let it be. Somebody type amen. Somebody clap their hands and shout amen in the place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you're in this room, you're online now, and you haven't given your soul to Jesus Christ. I need you to get saved, and I need you to do it right now. I need you to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, and you shall be saved. If you want to do that, I want you to type right now in the comments, saved, saved, S-A-V-E-D. I want you to type that. Amen. And if you want to take it further, I want you to take your cell phone and I want you to text the word saved to the number 40691. It's on the screen. Text the word saved to 40691 if you want to give your life to Jesus. Because guess what? The promises are going to those who belong to him because the promises are in him. And you've got to be in him to agree. That's what it says. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1.20. Promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen. You got to get in him. If you're not in him today, you can't be. Just give him your life. Give him your heart. Text the word SAVE to 40651 and you can be saved today. Do it right now and the Lord is going to be with you. My God, the Lord blessed us today. He has moved by his spirit. He has spoken to our hearts. He has spoken to us. I pray that you have heard a word from God. Remember, the promises of God are yes. They're looking for you. They're running after you to take you over. All you have to do is agree totally, completely. Everything in you got to agree with what God is saying and you shall receive every promise. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.